but let me just pray it will be beautiful that the holy spirit will teach us today holy spirit you are the greatest teacher among all the teachers and i pray i commit my mouth i commit my mind i commit everything that is written here and it's displayed on the computer on the screen everything into your hands lord we are not here to inform the ones who are attending here or online or later part of this week lord it's not about impacting people it's not about inspiring people it's about transforming their lives so father information never going to take us to a place where christ can be formed in us it's just going to make us even more puffed up because we know a little bit more but father i pray that you will use this time use me and everyone here that you will be influencing us to bring your kingdom in such a way that our lives are transformed so i thank you father in jesus name amen now i'm going to share something very important the topic is this it's up there uh tongues prophecies and supernatural lifestyle i know it's a very uh touchy subject because uh, denominations have been created out of this and uh, split uh, they have split over denomination some believe that it doesn't exist some believe uh, you know it has become uh, like almost like a holy rollers versus frozen popsicles and uh, so it's a very uh, conflicting subject by itself but what i would encourage you to do i would encourage you to have an open heart and allow the holy spirit to teach us so i'm going to quote three scriptures is up on the screen one is in genesis 11 and it goes like this they said come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth the lord came down to see the city and the tower which sons of men had built and the lord said indeed the people are one accord i highlighted that word and they all have one language this was what they begin to do not now nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them come let us go down and there and confuse their language they may not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth and they ceased building the city therefore its name is called babel because where the lord confused the language of all the earth from there the lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth for most of you know the scripture this particular scripture happened post fall post fall means when adam ate that stupid apple or whatever that was eve gave and he invited actually he said i don't want jesus the lord to be the lord over my life god to be the lord i want me i want something else when adam disobeyed god he actually obeyed satan and that's what happened this scripture is happening post fall so when when something happened post fall man has become corrupt the old adam has become corrupt and the old adam has been in invoked he invoked something inside of him which is called death when god created death death was created dead there was no life in death the dead the death became alive when adam disobeyed god does it make sense so man has become corrupt the old adam become corrupt so this is a story after the old adam so man has fallen his words have become corrupt remember in the beginning was the word word was with god word was god so the every language has become corrupt now this corrupt man was trying to do something what was he trying to do something he was trying to get to god on his terms and that's why god has to come and confuse the language now bear with me thousands of years later this guy is a minor prophet most of the time minor prophets carry major truth 
And this guy, he prophesies. And this is what he prophesies. It's in Zephaniah. Zephaniah means God has hidden, concealed. And he says this in his chapter 3, verse 9. He says, For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. In the beginning, there was one accord. Now there is one accord here. And what was God doing through Zephaniah? I will restore. What is restore means? Already that was original design that was manipulated or corrupted. Now God is restoring it to the old Adam. And he is actually prophesying it by saying, I'm going to give him a pure language. Now, bear with me. Here, at least everyone here is a bilingual. Yes or no? The Bangaloreans are seven lingual. <laughs> I don't know if there is a word exists like that. But that's how it is. We know at least three, four languages. And in all the languages that you speak, there is corruption. Yes or no? I learned Malayalam a little bit when I was with my Malu friends. And the first word you learned was what? Thank you. I missed you. I was telling Eunice. We miss Lydia. She used to give Amen, Hallelujah, you know. So, so, yes, you know, bad words. Most of you, you look, look holy to me, so probably you are not like me, except Gideon. I'm sorry, Emmanuel at the back, you know. So, what was the word that you learned in your languages? I mean, in Spain, I mean, I don't want to say this, we are recording, so, we are, I'm, I'm in pulpit, so, yes or no? Every time when you learn a language, something in every language, it's something corruption happened. Why? Because of the old Adam. His language got corrupted. Now, Zephaniah, God is prophesying through Zephaniah. What is this? I will restore to the people a pure language and they will call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. Now, fast forward it, book of Acts chapter 2. Look at what it says. On the day of Pentecost, they are all with what is that? Come on, look. One accord. Babel, old Adam, one accord. Zephaniah prophesying, there will be an one accord. And then new Adam came. What's his name? Jesus. He's not only new, he's also the last Adam. Now, after last Adam came, what did he say? I'm going to go. I'm going to leave somebody with you. What's his name? Parakletos, helper. He's going to come alongside to help you. And what are you going to do? Stay put. What happens now here? They were all in one accord in one place. And look at this. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven with the rushing of a mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there were appeared to them divided tongues of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And look this beautiful one. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God has never designed that Christians should just live with the earthly Adamic language. Regardless of what denomination you come from, God designed in such a way when you receive the last Adam, He has designed for you to receive the most purest language on planet earth. What is that? Tongues. Now people will say, because you are Pentecostal, your father was a CPM, grandfather was a CPM pastor, that's why you say like this? No. This is available for every born again Christian. It is a gift available. Okay, now, when you speak in tongues, I don't know how many of you speak in tongues, when you speak in tongues, you do two things. You either praise God or you make intercession to Daddy God. Okay? How many of you speak in tongues? Can I see your hand? Just, okay. Now, what are we going to do? Just to keep yourself not to be awkward, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Okay? There is nothing in the Bible that says you have to close your eyes and speak in tongues. It's just to avoid the awkwardness eh, because we are so, uh, we are in tuned by what's happening around us. So, close your eyes. And just speak in tongues for 30 seconds. Come on, everyone. Maru Shilaka, Randula Rabu, Kashilaka, Rimu Randurava, Ribu Shikalandura, Rikalamarandura. You're thinking it's weird. I don't know what's going on. It's okay. Keep going. Come on, church. Keep your eyes closed. Speak. 
come on staff hello rimaka shandula riburu khara shila so now listen very important when you speak in tongues what's going on your mind understood uh, when you speak in tongues your mind understands no this is a spirit language god is giving to us your spirit is fruitful but your mind is not fruitful now this is what i wrote down here father son and the holy spirit work together and they don't contradict one another but they complement one another the holy spirit baptizes us in jesus what is that salvation the disciple baptizes in water that's called the water baptism but then jesus baptizes us in the holy spirit what is that that's the fullness of the holy spirit the first two every christian agree the third we come into denomination fight yes or no the first two yes in tamil they say rachikapattu nyanasthanam edukanum you have to get saved get baptized but the third one oh, i don't know brother i am from the methodist background i am from the you know strict uh, baptist background it doesn't matter in fact the, the the guy who is called the baptist he was the one filled with the holy spirit more than anybody what's his name john the baptist <laughs> hello he even spoke in tongues while he was inside the mother's womb i'm not reading any harry potter story it's there in john chapter 1 you know our sin sent jesus to the cross not our righteousness our weakness brought holy spirit down on us not our perfections and in fact when zephaniah prophesied he prophesied that holy spirit will give you a pure language why the adamic life was corrupt and god is saying i'm bringing you a last adam and the last adam is going to bring you not Ravi Zacharias says this God does not take the bad people into good people he takes the dead people into alive so the last adam did not just add some patchwork for the existing old adam the last adam actually brought a new life amen amen now when we speak in tongues there are three different kinds of manifestation of tongues it's up there in the screen three the first one is what we read in if you keep reading book of acts you will see it's called human languages in the in the book of acts people are all gathered together all in one place and they started speaking in tongues and there was a language of other human languages it happens very rarely but it's not common okay my grandfather he was from tanjavur cpm faithom and he was transferred you know the cpm you know cpm not the cpm political party tpm it's called now the pentecostal mission anybody know that my grandfather was a pastor there okay and i will be rejected with all this thing right now if i go there but anyway but i got redeemed but it's very distracting to go there but he got transferred from tanjavur faithom he was actually a pastor here also in vellur faithom and he was transferred to pune faithom he arrived there they call they don't call church they call faithoms so he arrived there that sunday morning his translator got sick he could not preach so this is what my grandmother told the story so he stood up he told the guys to sing some songs sisters to sing some song he stood up he started speaking in tongues and it happened to be pure hindi for 45 minutes and my grandmother said that was the first time and the last time your grandpa ever spoke hindi it was a human language somebody that god communicates and my one of our team went in waivam to china and they were sitting together a bunch of europeans and americans and an african lady from kenya one of our friend she was leading the team in mainland china they were having a coffee time in a coffee shop praying interceding and one of the staff members started speaking in tongues next to that person there is a chinese lady here and she started crying she started crying she stood up she came to this table and she started talking in mandarin and these guys like i don't have a clue i don't have a clue what you're talking with the help of a translator they came to realize as they were praying in tongues they were actually praying in a foreign language that prophesying about our lifestyle and she gave her life to the lord amen this may look sound bizarre but i don't want you to create a theology or a lifestyle that does not happen based on what does not happen we have to create a lifestyle and a theology based on what is written here 
Amen? Now, the second aspect is what we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. Someone speaks, someone interrupts. No. Interprets. Interrupting is very common here in the churches. Interprets. So it looks at verse 10. You know, it says that various kinds of unknown tongues and another ability to interpret such tongues. So when you speak in tongues, this happens in the churches. It happened a few weeks ago when Sharon was just right there. She started speaking in tongues and I, it was an unusual tongue. I was standing there and I'm like, this is very weird. This is a new tongue. I turned back and I asked her, are you feeling any prophecy coming out of that? Yes, pastor. And she came and she prophesied and it was an edification to the church. So someone speaks, someone interprets. Why this happens? Three things. Edification, comfort, and encouragement. Okay? I will explain this in detail in the later part of the sermon. Moving on. The third aspect of the different kinds of manifestation of tongues is called PPL, not IPL, PPL, personal prayer language. And this is what's so beautiful. It says in 1 Corinthians 14 2, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue, not to men. So if I speak, I go to Molose, I say, Rimala Shandura Bakutara. Molose will be like, Ayo. Yenda pastor, what happened to him? Because I don't speak to him. To who I'm speaking to? I'm speaking to God, even not for me. No one understands. No one includes yourself, your flesh, your soul, okay? Understands or catches its meaning because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. This is the amplified version. So, the three fundamental truths about tongues. Tongues are a gift from God. Tongues strengthen your inner man. Tongues are not medals of honor, but tools for job. Okay? It's a gift. It's to serve and strengthen your inner man. And it's not a decoration. People say, I speak in tongues. Now I'm a first class citizen. You don't speak in tongues. You're on a waiting list. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like that. When you speak in tongues, it does not mean you are a, you know, God puts you on up there. Tongues are not medals of honor. They are tools for the job. Okay? Now, bear with me. I'm going to give you this and you, I, I pray that you will embrace this gift. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15, it says, If I pray in tongue, my spirit prays. So we prayed, no? 30 seconds, uh, three, five minutes ago, 30 seconds, we prayed. Ramashandula, Kira, Rabur, Shila. What I do? When I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind is, come on, it's up in the screen. What it says? unfruitful. So what shall I do? Paul didn't say, you have to be just praying in tongues or you should only pray in understanding. What did he say? I pray with my spirit but I also pray with my understanding. I will sing in my spirit. How many of you sang in tongues? It's so beautiful. It's a new language God gives you. And I also pray and sing in my understanding. Now, when you pray in your understanding, you pray with your mind. What is that? Sorry, with your soul. What is your soul? Your mind, emotions, and will. Say, for example, Molose um, comes to me and he says, you know what, I have a situation in my work. Some of my employees, some of my co-workers are not behaving well. I need to fire a few of them. I need wisdom. So I have an information what he has given. And that information, I'm putting it in my soul. What is my soul? My mind, my emotions. Um, and my will. So what I do with my information in my mind, I'm, I'm standing with Molosi and say, God, I pray that you will defend him. Okay? And my emotions are attached because he's like my brother. So I wanted to make sure that he wants to succeed. So I will, willfully, with my mind and emotions, I pray a prayer. But that's not what the Lord wants you to do. What the Lord wants you to do. He also wants you to pray in the tongue. So if that information I receive and I wait upon the Lord and I pray in the spirit, maybe God gives a word of understanding. You know the reason why they are manifesting like this? Because they don't rebel against your leadership, but there is something hurting in their life. If you can address that, probably the issues will be solved. 
So what I do? I pray not only in my understanding, I pray in my spirit. Now answer this. How many times we pray in our mind? Most of the time, understanding. Right? How many times we pray in our spirit? You answer this. Now we do more soulish prayers and less spiritish prayer. I don't know if there is a word like that. But that's what we do. We do more soulish prayer. God, give me this, give me that, do this, do this. But the, the spirit inside is saying, I also have a prayer. Romans 8 says, when you don't know how to pray, what it does? Come on. The spirit prays. Sometimes we don't even consult that spirit. And we say, I don't need this. I can pray myself. It's like you are in a thick forest. I mean, you are in a bush. If you come in the nighttime, it's like this. No lights. Imagine you have a little candle and you're walking from here to the main road. It will be freaky, right? It will be really freaky. That's praying in, the, in, your, in your soul. But imagine you have like four headlights and the mercury lights, halogen lights, and you go and you drive with your four by four. You don't scare. That's what praying in the spirit means. It gives you a perfect clarity over situation. Now this is what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. I thank God I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, who is this guy? This guy wrote one-third of the New Testament. Out of 26 letters in the New Testament, books in the New Testament, 13 of them was written by Paul. And this guy is saying, I thank God. Let's read this verse again. I thank God. Come on, one, two, three. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. If this guy, it's if I say, probably you'll be like, Charles has a biased view on, because grandfather, no? They would have influenced. No, this guy, he wrote one-third of the New Testament. Majority of Christ revelation after the cross came from this guy. It's work. You know, when John and James write, it's so funny. They will say, I don't want to write in pen. I want to come in person. Imagine if Paul would have said that. His letters would be like, 1 Corinthians only one chapter. I don't want to come in. I don't want to write to you. I'll come in person. No, Paul, Paul, one verse is almost like an entire chapter. One sentence. Kama, kama, kama. If you read Colossians 1, it doesn't finish. The whole chapter is gone in one sentence. Yes or no? Guys, this is the book I'm talking. It's not a Harry Potter book. Yes. So when you pray in tongues, you are actually building something inside of you that you never can do it with your soul lifestyle. Now, I want to take one aspect, go back a little bit. I want to talk about this second manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Go back, go back. This one. This is what I want to talk about. Someone speaks, someone interprets. You know what is it called? Prophecy. And this is the most abused subject in the body of Christ. Yes or no? How many of you had a bad prophecy? What is a bad prophecy that came out of a soul? Just a good intention. I remember one of my friends, he went to three different girls and he said, the Lord says, you will be my wife. You know? It's not, it's not from the Lord. And he always says, the Lord says, you are my princess. I mean, whose princess? And he's still single anyway, but that's a different issue. Mm. So I want to teach you about basics 101 of prophecy. It's, it's going to be, are, we, are you okay? Is it boring? Are you fine? It's going to go next 20, 25 minutes, okay? Okay, what is prophecy? Let's make it clear. Prophecy is the supernaturally imparted ability to receive communication from the Holy Spirit and communicate them to others. Okay? It's not a gift. It's not a, sorry, it's not a skill or a talent. It is a supernatural imparted ability. That's why you pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, your spirit man, inner man, the old Adam is dying, the new Adam is being strengthened. It's imparted ability to communicate what the Holy Spirit has communicated to your hearts. It is not a skill. It is not a talent. Prophecy exceeds the natural mind can conceive. It is speaking forth words given to us by the Holy Spirit. In other words, prophecy means 
God has visited your future. What is prophecy? Say, for example, you are here. You need to arrive here. You don't know how to arrive here. But God says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows how you can arrive here. He takes a word from here and give it to you where you are at so that you can hold on to that word and keep moving. That's what happened when I was 24 years old. The Lord said, you will go into every single country in the world to preach the gospel. I had never crossed even Tamil Nadu border. The furthest I crossed was Chittur. And that's 60% of Tamilians live there. You know, so it's nothing. I never went, my foot never went on a plane until when I was 24 years old. Never crossed, nothing. I don't even speak the language I'm talking to you now. But he took a word from here and brought it. So I hold on to that. What was the word? He said, if you take care of my business, I will take care of yours. I'm calling you to be my ambassador to the nations. So he has done 112 countries so far to preach the gospel. Why? Because he knows. Prophecy means he has visited your future. Amen? Now, keep going on. Purpose of prophecy. Why we have to prophecy? We have the word. Some people say, brother, why in the spirit to moving under? We have the word. I do the word. I'm a word-based Christian. Have you heard that? People say, I'm more a word, brother. How can you read a word without the author? This word is not just a word. See, it's, got, it's written in three different languages, Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek, over a period of 1,500 years by more than 40 different authors, writers, but they have only one author. What's his name? Holy Spirit. So you say to, you say to the Bible, I don't consult the Holy Spirit, the author, I just want to read you. It doesn't work. That's why we have so many heresies are coming out of this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not interpreting the scripture. Who is interpreting? Your mind is interpreting. Men, should, women, chup karo, andar chalo. They take from verse 1 Corinthians 14. This, have you read that? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 14. So there is a, there is a denomination called chup karo, andar chalo denomination. What is that? Because it says, Paul is saying, women, he said, ask your own husbands. Why own husbands there? Because it is written. Paul wrote 13 letters. And in 13 letters, he never mentioned. He even says, I have Priscilla and Aquila. I have Lydia as an, a, a purple merchant. But she is also the worshipper of God. In his house only, for was only the first church happened. She is the missionary supporter. He mentions all those things. Phoebe, a great help to me. But when he writes to Corinthian church, he says, women, Talk to your own husbands. Why? When you, Corinth is in a city called Greek city. In the Greeks, they took it ulta. They think women came first, then came men. Why? Because Greek have a mentality of a sex drive culture. That's why they have goddess Diana. What is Diana means? Multi-breasted god. A god of multi-breast. They would go around. They have temple prostitutes like Devadasis there. So Paul was correcting a major theological issue. And the women were there. They had the controlling power. So they were like, they were doing their stuff. Paul was like, man, hello, excuse me. You didn't come first. In fact, man came. And you are subject to, and that's why he said, go and ask your own husbands, because these women, they will have multiple. See, in Tamil Nadu, in, in Afghanistan, in Middle East, the men had multiple wives. But in the Greek culture, the women had multiple spouses. The men are like, thank God my wife is not Greek. <laughs> Hello? Hmm? Emmanuel is taking notes. Never marry a Greek woman. <laughs> anyway, but this is the point. So Paul was correcting something that was written. But you don't allow the Holy Spirit. You read from your soul. Oh yeah, that helps you. Machista denomination, a man dominate. That helps you. Oh, listen, women. That's why women don't come in the church. Become a pastor. My grandmother became the first woman pastor. Many church leaders left. They called her names. Oh, she's wearing pants. She wears sari all her life. I don't know how can they see pants and sari. Their eyes are first of all blind, you know. This is how. 
But she planted 18 churches, being a woman pastor. Am I? Are you okay? So, now, what is the purpose of prophecy? First one, edification, exhortation, and comfort of the people of God. Second one, to convict and convince people of sin, leading to repentance and reconciliation. Number three, to instruct and learn of truth in scriptures. We take a week to teach on this. So I'm giving you in 25-30 minutes. To impart, discern, and confirm the callings and giftings. There are scriptures here. Please at least take a picture of this. It will be really beautiful. It is a testimony of and from Jesus. That is the purpose of prophecy. It's to bring you to a place where you know that your life is more than your just normal 9 to 5 jobs. Amen. Prophecy has three different components. It's very important. First one is revelation. Second one is interpretation. And the third one is application. What is the revelation? God reveals something to you. Okay? God speaks. One day my wife woke up and she saw a beautiful mountain. And she saw underneath a piece of land. And she said, the Lord gave me a picture that we will buy this piece of land. And when she told me, I went to your broker, I said, show me a piece of land. So I, he took me around everywhere, seeing my white lady with me. She thought, you know, this one, I married a mobile ATM. So he took me to all the high, posh areas. Nothing. She would walk out of the car. That time we had a bolero. We got out of the bolero. She would say, this is not the one. This is not the one. Finally, and the broker got so fixed after a few days. He said, one property is there, little bit inside the town. You want to go and see? She said, yes. I have, I have to say, reluctantly, yes. Happy wife. Come on, Atul, finish. Happy life. Yes. I said, yes. Got into the car, drove exactly two kilometers from the turning. We came here. She got out. She said, this is the one. Buy it. So, it is an information revealed to you by God. Interpretation. What is that? Understanding the revelation in the light of the scripture and the character of God in doctrine. Now we need money. What do we do? She went to this broker, same, say, okay, we'll make an agreement. We said, okay, it's 17 lakhs, one acre, okay. This was in 2012. So he said, pay 10%. I said, less than 10%. I have. Say 5%, less than 5%. How much you have? You want me to tell you? I have 100 rupees. With 100 rupees, we made an agreement. This guy is writing an agreement. He said, in my life, I've never made an agreement like this, but I don't know why I'm doing this. Why? Because a revelation... You got it from God. Now you understand in the light of the revelation, the Lord's character, he who promised is faithful to fulfill his promise. Application, wisdom to know what to do with the prophetic word. And in less than 90 days, the Lord opened miraculous doors, left, right and center. People called and said, I don't know. The Lord spoke to me to give you the land. They gave me 1,000 rupees, 10,000, 50,000, 100 lakh. Boom. On that day, we paid 16 lakhs, 900,000. The Holy Spirit did it. Revelation, interpretation, application. So this is how it works. He speaks through audible voice, dreams, visions, prophecies, people, circumstances. That is called rhema word. He confirms it through the living word. And then he affirms it through the body of Christ relationship. Now what do we do? We do it everything ulta. We go and find somebody equally can feel our soul, you know, relationship. And then we try to find a scripture. Based on that mutual, you know, people who agree with us, we find a scripture. We say, oh, it's in the Bible, brother. One guy married five times. The pastor asked, why oh, you keep on marrying? It's in the Bible. It's a real true story. It's happened in Africa. I won't tell you the name of the country. It's in the Bible. Pastor got shocked. How come it's in the Bible? Marrying five times. He says, yeah, Philippians 4.19. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's real story. I'm not joking. So, based on your relationship, you find a word and you try to confirm it in your life. It works through this. It works through rhema word, spoken word. And it's confirmed by the logos, written word. 
the written word and the spoken word works together and then it conformed through relationships that's why we need one another look at someone and say i need you you need me come on come on come on lord i pray for healing in their necks now do it one more time i need you you need me amen now what are different forms of prophecy can i go on are you guys okay it's very important different forms of prophecy personal prophecy song an action a prayer tongues and interpretation story or a parable dreams and visions oracle it's all these are the different forms of prophecy so don't neglect that god can speak through anyone anybody do you know that if god can use a donkey god can use anybody any place anywhere our that doesn't mean you have to go and look for oh the leaf is shaking what are you speaking lord you know the three guys went to hell do you know that story one calvinist one armenian and one vaivamar these three guys went to hell the calvinist went there and they asked him why are you here no i was chosen predestined to be in hell in the calvinism they believe in predestination predestined even before the foundations of the world i am predestined to be in hell that's why i'm in hell they looked at the armenian armenian what is that based on works armenian said i should have worked hard my salvation that's why i'm in hell so both of them explained the vaivamar is there it is like this they tapped him why are you in hell he said that's why i'm praying lord what are you teaching me now because that's the vaivamar's prayer all the time every time they will say lord what are you teaching me now it's too late you are in hell and asking hmm? so i'm not asking oh lemon is on the front of the door brother what should i do people come and ask me take it make a juice you know don't be devil conscious be god conscious you know people say the windows are shaking i said them that shakes because there is wind did you put a latch on it you know we are so devil conscious that's not what it means so different forms of prophecy and there are prophetic acts in the bible it's moses stretching the rod ezekiel leaning on one side for 390 days can you imagine god said to him only this side you have to sleep and he said that many days that many years israel will be and then he said turn this side and sleep if you were ezekiel what you will ask lord how many more days hmm? god told isaiah don't wear shoes walk naked for 3 years can you imagine 3 years anyway stop your imagination isaiah walking naked for 3 years on barefoot zarephath gentile woman prepared a meal for her first first meal for the prophet elijah prophet agabus took paul's belt bound his own feet and hands there are some prophetic things that we do one of the things is giving that's why you don't give to get you give because god has given you and that's why you give before you expense expend that's why giving in faith when we started 12 years ago we god said you're going to increase a percent every year so we are married for 12 years so we give 22% to the lord we live we give 10% away for the future and we trust the lord with that remaining money to take care of our needs and i tell you maybe i need 110 and i have only 68 but god takes that 68 and multiplies in more than enough amen you don't give to me you don't give to the church give to the lord we don't even take an offering why because god doesn't take he loves a cheerful giver amen taking communion it's not a ritual we take communion every week we take why because it's a prophetic act of complete work of jesus on the cross fasting I'm not talking about intermittent fasting 6 o'clock i stopped eating brother next 11 o'clock i'm going to do that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about intentionally taking time to say and the fasting time i'm going to sit and meditate upon the lord on his word investing in relationships not giving up on people too easily you know that's the biggest challenge right now people give up too easily ah that fellow this guy but the holy spirit is saying no don't give up all can prophesy who can prophesy some of you may be thinking charles i don't think i can fall into the prophetical category no all can prophesy first corinthians 14:31 all of you can prophesy so that everyone can be instructed and encouraged 
Joel uh, also says in Acts 2, also says, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit. It is because God still speaks to us today. And when you desire earnestly the gift of prophecy, God gives you that. It's in the Bible. The guy who wrote almost half of the Bible, he's saying, my goodness, get this gift, man, so that you can have a supernatural lifestyle. We are saying, well, brother, I'm from this denomination. We really don't believe in this. Forget about a denomination. How to position yourself to receive the prophetic word? Number one, intimacy. It's not something to go and say, give me prophecy. It's not something you go and say, let me go and put my hand around the senior pastor. He puts his hand and say, receive. And I get it. No, it's not. Prophecy is not taught, it's caught. I mean, anointing is not taught, it's caught. So, it's through intimacy. Time spent with God is never a waste of time. Love mercy. Mercy should be in the heart of issue. Not to become, I'm a prophet. You know, that's why sometimes people say, I'm a prophet. I remember I arrived to Africa, one country. They arrived, I saw the wall post in the front of the airport. Prophet Daniel has arrived. It, this, because my name is Charles Frederick Daniel. Charles is not very prophetic. Frederick is not very prophetic. Daniel is very prophetic. I was like, who is Prophet Daniel? Below, it's my name. My face is there. I was like, I, I, feel, I feel like I want to prophesy myself a little bit before I prophesy others. They put me in Taj Hotel in that Africa on a penthouse. Big, big church. But why am I telling you this? It's not to show off. It's a gift to serve the body. Love mercy. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Love the word. See, sometimes people say, God, speak to me, speak to me. But the Bible is closed. You can't have, you can't see God's mouth open when this is closed. Hello? You open the Bible. You want to seek the face of God, not the Facebook. Seek his face, read his book. That's a cheesy statement. Love the word. Learning and listening. Amos 3 says, surely the Lord God does nothing without you. And you yielding to that. So you learn. You learn to listen. You sit in the presence. Sometimes we are in a hurry, right? I know you are all having works to do. But learn to listen. Say, God, what do you want to talk? Share. Love the anointing. And by faith. So how do you get your prophetic word? And that's what I want to focus on. I'll wrap it up. You receive your prophetic word in your thoughts. Don't underestimate your thoughts. Say to God, God, I ask you to sanctify my thoughts so that you can speak. God gives a fleeting thought. How many of you had a fleeting thought? Like a boom, a thought, a picture, a sight, a feeling, a dream, your word. These are things God speaks. This is how God speaks to you. Don't brush it off. I don't know whether I told you the story. A few years ago, I was in Cincinnati airport, 5 o'clock in the morning, catching my flight to go to another place. I was there. Next to me was a rather humongous man. I mean, America, that's not a big deal. So it's rather humongous man sitting there having his coffee. And the spirit nudged inside of me. Ask him if he's going through pain. And I'm like, 5 o'clock in the morning, I need a coffee for myself. You know, and I was reluctant. But you know the Holy Spirit is nudging you? A thought, a fleeting thought. He's in pain, ask him. I said, excuse me, sir. I don't want to bother you. It's in the morning. Are you in pain? He put his coffee mark down and he said, you know what? I asked me, what's your name? He said, I'm Charles. So Charles, I worked in the construction company. 15 years ago, I fell from some third floor or something. He said, I broke my back. I lost everything. I live with my mom and a cat. I constantly live in pain. I said, can I pray for you? He's got steel rods and everything going on. I just put his, my hand and said, Jesus, come upon this man. Let your peace, shalom come. He said, I feel better. I don't know. But my job is to deliver the word. Amen. Imagine if everybody acts on what the Holy Spirit is speaking. This world is reached, but we don't. Why? Because we go to church. We are not the church. We attend a meeting. We don't carry the Christ presence in us. Look at this. How to deliver a prophetic word. In love. 
in humility, in simple tone. Sometimes when people, when they give prophetic word, suddenly they have a voice modulation. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord. You don't have to. You don't have to. Or they, they spit. They are spitters. Have you seen? They wet the microphone in such a way, the microphone was in under rain or something. You can squeeze the punch out and fill it with the whole cup. They, you don't have to. Simple tone. Speak normal. You don't have to speak big words. Speak normal. Hey man, I don't know. I remember in Australia, I was waiting in an airport, in Melbourne airport, to go to uh, New Zealand. It was a seven hours layover. Cheap flights when you take, that's what happened. Brought my coffee and I wanted, my belt was, no, sorry, not my, my charger did not work. My uh, power bank. So I have to buy a power bank there. Looked around the cheapest one, $40. I stocked. And I, as I was talking, buying it, swiping my credit card, this guy standing in the front, I, the Holy Spirit said to me, ask what's his name? I said, sir, excuse me, what's your name? Hey, mate, I'm David. You know, they have the mate thing. I'm David, mate. How about you? All right. I'm Charles. Charles from India. <laughs> and I said, David, I just don't know. There was a guy called David in the Bible. He used to be a shepherd boy. But then he got messed up. He even made so much mess looking at other girls, other man's wife taking shower. But something the Lord did about him, he called him man after your own heart. I don't know what mess you are at. I don't know, maybe you are condemning yourself for the things you did. But I feel the Holy Spirit is saying, He can fix you. He just stopped everything. He said, this is the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life about me. Why? If the Holy Spirit speaks, you deliver. What's happening when you prophesy? Edification, encouragement, comfort. You speak normal. You don't have to say, the Levi does says the Lord. And you know, some people, they're, they're demon posts, they shake, they shake the hair of the people, they shake and shake. I remember in the village, one pastor was kicking the demon out, pressing, 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 pressing. You all the way went and she opened one eye and said, are you finished? <laughs> you don't have to do gimmicks. It's naturally supernatural. Amen? In order, prophecy life over people. Sometimes people are so talked about demonic influences over them. Highlight Jesus, not the demons. Demons are not opposite to Jesus. They are created fallen angels. They are angels without jobs. Emphasize the truth. Amen. Now, last but not the least, there's a lot of things to cover. And how do you test the prophecy? You test it. Is it bringing glory to Jesus? Is it agreeing with the scriptures? Is it bringing me closer to God? Is it bringing me bondage or condemnation? Is it confirming already what God has spoken to you? And if it doesn't make sense, there are some prophecy, it doesn't make sense, people have spoken over me. You know what I have done? I put it on the shelf. I say, God, I'm not, I don't understand this prophecy. One guy called me and he said, that's it, in two years, you are wiped out of India. You're going to be kicked out of this country. You will, I see you living in Scandinavian countries, Norway, Holland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark sounds good for me. From compared to Munjurpet, no? <laughs> yes? And I'm like, sounds good, but I don't feel anything. It's been four years, nothing happened. It's on the shelf. Hello? Don't take one prophetic word and turn your life around. Wait for confirmation. Look at this. Prophetic words are meant to do a transformative work in you and bring a transformative work through you. Amen? How many of you want to be that vessel of God speaking through you? One hand, two hand, two and a half, three, four, five, six, seven, slowly. Look at Anna and Hosea. Two beautiful examples. Now, I know some of you took pictures, some of you listened, but what I realized, this is very important. So, you can pass. All this teaching I have given you, I have printed it out for you. You can keep it actually inside the Bible. It's all for you. I want you to memorize this, read this, meditate on this, go back and forth again and again. It's everything is there. So why? Because you can also 
apply this and share this to others. Here are some announcements. If you have missed any of our sermons, you can watch them by logging in on Papa's House through YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes and Facebook. We have a family support program where we support single mothers and their children by getting provisions through finances and opportunities to earn a livelihood through small businesses. Every Friday, through our homeless feeding program, our team prepares and distributes food packets for homeless people in and around Velour. We would encourage you to join us in this program by either preparing or distributing food packets and also by considering making your generous contributions through your finances. If you consider yourself to be a part of Papa's house, then we would encourage you to send your tithes and offerings. But if you are visiting Papa's house for a few occasions and led by the Spirit and you feel that Papa's house has made a difference in your spiritual life and your connection with Christ, you could consider sowing a small seed through an offering. We would make sure it falls on the good soil so that it reaps a good reward from God. You can find the details of the bank accounts and Google Pay should you decide to send in your offering to us. We will intimate to you once we have received it. Also, here are the links on how you can reach and follow us.